Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to DraftKings Network. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that boss next. Big job there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. They're a couple of absolutely self-involved bull artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. All right, great to be back with you fine ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 443 of the Anakin Florian podcast presented by DraftKings. We are live on the DraftKings network, also on the DraftKings YouTube channel, Anakin Florian podcast YouTube channel as well. And UFC 294 is now just a few days away, live from Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. And to celebrate, we have launched our new website, johnannick.com, this week. All of our new merchandise designs, drawn by the great Joe Romero, can be had for 20% off through UFC 294. Seems like the early design that is selling is the Kenny Florian Wolverine t-shirt. Now, my trainer, Rio Santana, asked me last week if the Wolverine design was inspired by your facial hair pattern. And I said, no, it's just cause he's like Wolverine. Like you just don't want to be anywhere near him. If like he's on the opposite team. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Wolverine, one of my favorite superheroes. So that, that that's pretty cool. Um, he's a little tougher. His body definitely recovers way better than yeah, I do. Right. So, that's so one other thing I just wanted to bring up with you. So I took my daughters to the Taylor Swift Eris tour movie last oh, wow. week on opening weekend. Now I could not afford to take them to the concert. Now it looks as though Taylor Swift is going to come to Miami in 2024 and I'm sort of trying to figure out like, am I really going to spend 15, $20,000 on Taylor Swift tickets? And maybe after watching this movie, I might like, I don't know if I'm full fledged Swifty just yet, but I have so much appreciation for her as a talent and as a performer, right? Maybe not the best singer in the world or the best dancer in the world, but collectively the way she puts it all together, her ability to write songs and deliver them and resonate with young women is unlike anything that I have ever seen. And I found myself like listening to Taylor Swift on my next run, like (laughs) a Taylor Swift mix. And I ran a pretty good pace. So that's amazing. That's amazing. A little little fun fact, John. Uh, Clark, uh, my wife, was in one of her videos. Might have been in two of her videos. Well, I know she wow. was in one of her videos. I don't know which one, but she, yeah, anyways. All right. Uh, well, she said she was very nice. So that, that's good. That's good to hear. For next yeah. week, can you find out which video your wife was in just for the <laughs> sake of the yeah. listenership? But yeah, I believe I read one story at some point, and a lot of our listeners are like, I did not come for Taylor Swift talk. But at one point, I think she gave like 500 people 100 grand a piece or whatever. Oh, wow. You know, in terms yeah. of like her crew. So yeah, very generous as well. Uh, but I'm all in as far as Taylor Swift is concerned. And, uh, <laughs> It's not because of Travis Kelsey. (laughs) 
All right, we got a huge pay-per-view coming up. UFC 294, Makashev versus Volkanovski 2. If you did not see our earlier episode this week, we did a lot of UFC 294 stuff with Ray Longo and with Dominic Cruz as well. So be sure you check that out. But today it's going to be about predictions and we'll see which direction Ken Flo and Brian Petrie are going. We got a rematch for the lightweight belt. It's all going down this Saturday at UFC 294. Islam Akashev trying to successfully defend as the featherweight champ Alexander Volkanovsky steps up on short notice. No matter who you have in the main event, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing action your way. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to land $200 instantly in bonus bets. Do you like Makashev as the betting favorite? Perhaps maybe some of you see some value on Volkanovski north of plus 200 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Whatever it is your inclination, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code AFPOD. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's code AFPOD. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources all right Petrie and Anik running away with the main event challenge in 2023 we're still making picks though let's get to the main event challenge it's the main event challenge Anik the time is most definitely The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt sip smell routine or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes Wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. Big... Gun, Brian Petrie. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, boy? Matt Brian Petrie, MMA man, Cincinnati Bengals. Fortunate to go into the bye week at three and three. They escaped the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks had a lot of chances to win that game by double digits, but hey, Cincinnati minus two and a half gets home, kid. That's right. That's right. I mean, this is the t- this is the blueprint. We start slow. We come on hot. Uh, Got to win ugly. Some games aren't perfect. Got to win ugly. We start off hot. Offense fell on their face, and the defense stepped up. Sammy Hubbard, Cincinnati kid, had a big game. Uh, B.J. Hill at the end of the game right there with that that kind of uh, sack fumble, whatever they yeah. want to call it, the steal of the game. Uh, edge of my seat the whole time. Heart rate at least 130, but we got it done. So uh, very, very happy about that. So Taylor Swift, when I yeah. 
invoke her name? What does that mean to you or your children at this stage of your life? <laughs> Wife loves her. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie. A couple of her, a couple of her songs pop, pop on the radio. I know the words to yep. them. I mean, listen, yep. she writes hits. Yep. Uh, yeah, her and Travis Kelsey. The funny thing is, is people like these Swifties I see get retweeted from me or whatever. Like, I can't believe she's with them. What a six four good looking athlete! Yeah, heaven forbid that she's with it. What are we talking about here, people? Dude's uh, a fucking I love hunk, it. hunk, Ohio guy. That's what yeah, Ohio play college in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, play college in Cincinnati. Him and his brother. He's from Cleveland Heights. But yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I you know, I get the attention, and I, I, I don't mind it. I'm, not, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out if my fifteen thousand dollars is better spent on these Taylor Swift tickets or to get to get this be. fucking tattoo. I think it might be. I don't. I don't think it's gonna look great on my. Ch- I told my wife and we watched the Elkins fight together, and she kept looking at me like, "Are you fucking sure?" I was like, "Listen, if it happens, it happens. I, I'm a man of my word." But she's like, "God, I just, I, you know, I don't know." So the wife was uh, usually she's down for anything. She was just kind of like, "Are you sure about that?" That font, that same, that same font, right? And and obviously Darren Elkins is a 145 pound man. So unfortunately right. for you and your wife, when we scale this pig, it's going to be it's, fucking massive. It's big, so yeah. we will have your wife on the podcast if if somehow we can come up with the fifteen thousand dollars. But uh, sure, sounds like Erica was not necessarily. She was not. Board. She was oh, not. She uh, usually she's on board with everything, yeah. and she just went. That really? Because she has tattoos too. Right. You know, we like tattoos, but she's like, that right. really? Right. That she's one? like, right. Can we get 25K for the family? Right. Can yeah. we get 25K? Yeah. Fuck can, 50? You, can you at least get enough to buy me a new car? Like, what? God, right. what is this? Right. Yeah, yeah, at least so. get a car. All right. Yeah. So we will get to the main event challenge and the selections. First, though, we do have a pronunciation of the week for you folks. Mm-hmm. I also have Hamza Chimaev saying his name just because I thought Kenny would enjoy hearing this absolute killer articulate yeah. his name into a hot microphone. Uh, but our pronunciation of the week uh, is a prelim fighter who is very good, trains out of Las Vegas, competes in the Bantamweight division. He's got a brother in the UFC as well. He's mm-hmm. fighting Victor Henry on Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. Brian Petrie, of whom am I speaking? Big fan of both him and his brother. I believe it's Javid Basharat. I probably butchered the first name. So right? not great, Brian. I mean, Stop. you've been on an absolute tear. So the reason why this is the pronunciation of the week is because at times yeah. when I've been voicing this, it has given me fits. And yet sure. it's pretty simple. There are two actual words in his name avid and bash mm-hmm. and he pronounces both of those words exactly the way you would pronounce them and so i would say like javid basharat and it's actually javid basharat as you'll hear him uh, right. say right here right now javid basharat mm-hmm. javid the snow leopard basharat so that's all no yeah. leopard huh? right Javid, not Javid. I thought I, mean, I thought I was gonna slam dunk it, right? I was like, oh, this is pretty straightforward. I was I was hung up on the first name more than the last name. I thought yeah. it was Javid or Javid or whatever. I butchered it. I'm glad you're doing Chimaev because Bisbing kept pronouncing him Chimiev on Saturday. I don't know if you caught wind of that. Really? He kept saying, I don't know if, if I'll give you an audio clip. He kept saying Hanzat. Chimiev or something like really? that. I don't know if that's yeah, his the Brits English, are always trying to change. Yeah, I don't know if it's his English inflection or what, but it was it was odd. I was like, what? What is this? All right. Well, before we get to the seven predictions that you guys will offer up for UFC 294, let us now hear Hamzat Bors Chimaev say his own name. Okay, rolling. Hamzat Chimaev. Hamzat Bors Chimaev. One more. Hamzat Bors Chimaev. Right. 
I tell you, Ken Flo's former broadcast partner, John Gooden's got a lot of balls going in for a third take. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, this dude does not want to say his name right now. One more. I'd be like, no, it's good enough, man. <laughs> There's just something so undeniably special about this man's presence and fighting style. I can't wait to see it all play out. Quickly, let us update the standings if we could. Ken Flo does win the week. Petrie goes two and four, minus $255. Ken Flo, three and three, minus $91. You both did a nice job hitting Edson Barboza as they made a man under. Uh, but the deficit for Ken Flo, about five grand as we continue in this fourth quarter of 2023. I should really say the lead for Petrie and me is 5K. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. thanks, Brian. No beer bottles cracking on this dome. I got I'll no hair. I'll do it for trivia for Kenny. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First prediction for us today. This fight is actually at lightweight. Make a note. Trevor Peak minus 122. Mohamed Yaya is plus 102. So Peak coming off his first professional mm-hmm. loss, Brian. It came against yeah. Chepe Matascal back on June 24th. Now he draws the UFC newcomer, Mohamed Yaya. Not a ton of film out there, but some represents mm-hmm. the United Arab Emirates. Strong run with UAE Warriors. Earned him a shot in the UFC. We'll see what he can do with it this weekend, Brian, against the uh, forward-moving Trevor Peak. Who do you have for us here at 55? I I love me some Trevor Peak. This guy was born with a goatee. It's obvious uh-huh. he cuts his own hair. He don't give a fuck about nothing besides fighting. He's got the standing back fist going over him. Um, listen, this is the type of guy that has a, a ton of heart, a ton of toughness. That needs to start catching up with his cardio. The times I've seen him, he has slowed down drastically. He's scrambly on the ground, but he has no takedown offense, but he can work his way back up, gets exhausted, goes out there on his shield. The Chepe fight was amazing. Then he entered Yaya, who I did find some tape of, and I was kind of impressed. He's got a decent record. UAE, UAE over there in the in, in Abu Dhabi in the Middle East is a decent little promotion. He was a champion over there, and he's pretty sturdy and solid. His biggest... I guess kryptonite would be in the ground game. He struggled with the ground game early on in his career and a little bit as of late, but his striking is pretty precise. He doesn't throw a ton of volume like, like Peak. Peak's got a chin on him, but I think he's going to run into something here. I was actually surprised this line was a pick him. Very low line for Yaya. I know he's making his UFC debut. Not a lot of people know him. Everyone wants to get behind Trevor Peak because Trevor Peak's a guy that everyone wants to cheer for, myself included. But I'm going to go Yaya here. I think Yaya finishes it. I think he's going to clip him. Um, his striking is, is is pretty good. And I think overall, I mean, he's been five rounds. His cardio has been proven, not on the UFC level, but been pretty proven. So give me Yaya by knockout. I, I like that. Uh, I like that play a lot. And it's a low number, which gets me very excited. Ken Flo with that wry smile seems to be in agreement. Your thoughts on Trevor Peak here against the newcomer, Mohamed Yaya. Yeah, he hit me with the old Florian fake out. I thought he was going to go with Peak, but uh, yeah, no, Peak's a nutcase, man. Like he throws hammer fists yeah. from the feet. He's just like, yeah. like it's just Nuts. wicked. Nuts. It's unbelievable. Um, so I think he's going to be dangerous round one, but I do think Yaya's the cleaner striker overall. And and you're right, Brian. I'm a little nervous about Peak and his conditioning mm-hmm. uh, in that fight. And of course, Yaya's going to get a huge. Uh, pop from from the home crowd so uh, you gotta imagine he's gonna be he, he's gonna be okay in that one uh buoyed by the crowd and, and i do agree with you there with that the uae warriors show they do have some really good fighters over there i think he'll be well seasoned heading into this one against mm-hmm. peak i think it's a good fight for him dangerous but i like yaya here as well all right next up at flyweight 23 year old dagestani mohammed mokayev minus 485 tim elliott plus 370 so mokayev number 11 in the world right now Elliot, the former world title challenger, is in the top 10. 
Mokayev 10-0. He's 4-0 in the UFC. Fights mm-hmm. out of Manchester, England. And here, Bry, he draws the 18-time UFC veteran Tim Elliott. Big price on Mokayev, minus 485, Bri. You think that number's justified? And ultimately, which way you going? Um, I mean, ju- not justified for me. I, I I think there's still some things that need to be worked out for Mokayev. I think he'll fight for a title one day. He's got the confidence. He's got all the skills. But this is a slippery, tough dude he's fighting. Tim Elliott is no walkover. This guy can scramble with the best of them on the ground. If his head's in it and he's in shape, He's a tough out. He's got good wrestling. He's got a good choke himself. He's got some funky chokes as well. If Mokayev decides to just grapple like he has been doing his last couple of times out, Mokayev came in UFC, knocked out Cody Durden, which is a, a, a win aging very well because yeah. Durden's a stud and um, had a couple dub performances, but also has a couple submissions over some not not highly ranked guys, right? And I think Tim Elliott, who's been in there with Demetrius Johnson, he's been in there with the best of them. Having a nice little win streak right now, it's, his whole life got flipped upside down. He's training now. This is all he's dedicating himself to. And when you're hanging plus 370 on me, yeah, you're going to go Tim Elliott. Give me the Mississippi mudslide, Kentucky waterfall haircut on Tim Elliott. Uh, huge number. I like him by decision. And a little a la mode, a little ice cream on top of the pie. I like him to win pop, pros, uh, possibly by uh, split or majority decision as well, because I think it's going to be a very close fight with the grappling. That's going to be a gorgeous plus number. I'm, I'm excited thinking about it, um, but I think this is going to be a competitive fight for sure. Numbers a little out of whack for me. I would agree with a lot of that handicap, Ken Flo. Tim Elliott is 36 years of age. He's 8-10 and 10 in the UFC. He has been a little bit uneven, but if you are only as good as your last fight, he looked very good in June against Victor Altamirano. Your thoughts on Elliott here with a big plus 370 number next to his name at 294. Yeah, I think Mokayev uh, could, could definitely win this fight, um, you know, with his takedowns and ground and pound alone. But I don't think it's going to be easy against someone as experienced as Tim Elliott. And I think that while Mokayev is probably the more consistent fighter, um, I, I think that if you do get a Tim Elliott that is fired up, that is hungry, um, he can give Mokayev fifth. And I think that with that number, I do think it's worth putting it on Tim Elliott, uh, just too much experience, too many skills everywhere as well on the feet. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be better on the ground. I think he could struggle, especially if he's on his back, but this is a guy who knows how to scramble. He knows how to outposition some people. Uh, he can give people fits. Uh, what do you have that win over Nurmagomedov not too long ago with Saeed? Um, I thought he looked pretty good there. It was close, controversial maybe, but he can't pull it off. He has faced wrestlers that are that are top notch. Um, you know, Makai's got to have the edge there in, in the grappling, but I think T- Tim Elliott with that number um, is juicy enough. So I, I'm going with Tim Elliott as well. Nice. Mokayev's a pretty impressive young man. He's already a father at just 23, but yeah, hey, minus well. 485, a huge number next to Mokayev at DraftKings Sportsbook right now in the flyweight division. All right, next fight for us, pay-per-view main card opener. Let's go. Saeed Nurmagomedov, minus 218 versus Muin Gafarov, who is plus 180. So Gafarov, former combat Samba world champion out of Tajikistan, dropped his UFC debut to John Castaneda back in June. Now he draws Nurmagomedov. Pretty good run for Saeed thus far, Bryce, six mm-hmm. and two in the UFC, but coming off a loss to Jonathan Martinez earlier this year. That is aging really fucking well. Mm-hmm. Petrie, who do you like here? Main card opener, Nurmagomedov or Gafarov? It's aging well, and it's a fight I thought he won. I mean, he outstruck him and landed more takedowns and had more submission. Uh, I just rewatched that fight. I thought he, I mean, no, no knock on Martinez, who's a stud. I thought Saeed won that fight. And then you got Gafarov, who 0 2 in the UFC. 
Good grappler, doesn't do much with it. He reminds me, he's similar to who Saeed fought earlier, Sadikop, uh, uh Kakramanov. I'm butchering his name. That's pretty good. Pretty good, right? That dude's relentless, shoots, relentless, shoots, and Saeed caught him with a, with a choke. His, his guillotine choke is nasty. Um, Saeed's more of a striker, but he can grapple with that longer frame. I like him in this weight. I think he could be undefeated in UFC. The Hanibar Sarcellus fight that he lost earlier in his UFC career, that's another one where he could have maybe won as well. I think this kid's a stud. I think he's getting slept on. Not a lot of people talk about him. Um, I like him big here. I think he's going to get a finish here. I think he's going to maybe get a, a probably a submission TKO finish here. I'm going to throw two unis on him. Two unis on Saeed here. Um, I, I'm not confident. This might, you know, when I looked at the card, I always just kind of figure out who who's my go-to. Who's, yeah. who's the guy I'm going to right away? And he was the right away I'm going to. So uh, give me two units on Saeed. I think it's going to be a good grappling fight, but Saeed's just going to catch him with something. I believe it. Did he just call him Sweaty Cup Cockromanov? Cockromanov, the Sid Yad Tong family appreciating the uh, I don't know Sweaty Cup Cockromanov. <laughs> Saeed Yakub Cockromanov. This sport, go. though, really gives you a lot of different challenges when it comes to pronunciation, right? <laughs> right. Like you'd imagine just times. doing like NFL handicapping. It's a little bit of a different exercise. Right. Oftentimes yeah. in the NFL, they just get it wrong. Even like Devin Achan in his own Miami Dolphins media guide to begin the season, they get it fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, Ken Flo, what do you have for us? Saeed Nurmagomedov, Muin Gafarov. Yeah, I think this is an interesting fight. I think Gafarov, um, he's got some power. Obviously, he's going to have some good grappling as well. Um, I think Saeed is the better striker. I think he's got more tools. Um, Nurmagomedov, you know, he 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 can get rocked sometimes. He can get hurt. Mm-hmm. He can get hit. Um, I think he's got to be careful here, but I think he's just the better fighter overall. And I think he should come in here, um, you know, very hungry and, and with a clean performance. So I like Saeed Nurmagomedov here as well. All right, now the fights get bigger the rest of the way. Four more to go live on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. First up, Ikram Alaskarov, minus 455. Wally Alves is plus 350 on the comeback. So Alaskarov was to face Paolo Costa, you may recall, mm-hmm. at UFC 291, July 29th. Costa then pulled for that Hamza Chimaev fight that also went away. Then Alaskarov was going to face Nasordini Mavov. He was forced out of the fight. So the 14-time UFC veteran, Wally Alves, steps up and... Uh, He's coming off a split loss to Nicholas Dalby earlier this year mm-hmm. in UFC 283. We'll see what he can do with a huge opportunity against a guy a lot of people believe in, Bri, in Ikram Alaskarov. Yeah, Alves has spoiled parties before. I mean, he spoiled Colby Covington's party. Um, people don't, I don't know if people remember, but like Uriah Faber co-signed Colby Covington when he first came in. He got in there, choked him. And he spoiled the Monir uh, Lazez. Uh, yeah, Monir Lazez well. in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, he, was, he was this big, hot, hot, hot shit coming out. Um, so Alves is, can spoil a party, but uh, Alashekov, if I'm pronouncing that right. Again, I've been nervous to say these names all week. I ain't got a lot of you. There's a lot on we'll here. We'll go, place. we'll go. Alice Karov, if Alice Karov, there we go. I got it. Do you say it? I got it. Alice Karov. Uh, he's a stud. This is a guy who came on my radar when he, when he lost his only losses to Shmaev. Um, this is a guy who was supposed to be signed to the UFC a while ago. The Shmaev said fight, uh, the Shmaev fight put him a, a, a little bump in the road. Then he took some time off, but he is an absolute beast. People are wondering, why is he getting the cost of fight? What? Because he's that good, right? They, 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 they want to feed him to these wolves because he's that good. And uh, unfortunately, he's fighting Alves, who I think Alves is seeing his better days behind him. He's a dangerous striker. He's got a good choke, but cardio not really there anymore. And he's taking on short notice. So I'm obviously worried about the cardio. Give me Alice Karoff uh, by finish. Um, and I'm not going to extra unit. I want to. I'm going to hold off, but uh, I like him big here. 
Kenny, Ikram Alaskara, minus 455. Wally Alves, plus 350. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's certainly a big number, but uh, I think Alaskarov takes this. Uh, I think that um, he's going to be the more consistent guy. I, I think that his his takedown game is going to be better. His striking is going to be get better. He's just smooth in and out, how he moves. Uh, and I think for Alves, I think he'll be dangerous early in that fight. You definitely got to watch out for him. He's very explosive in his own right, um, has a decent guillotine. But uh, I think Askarov is, is kind of primed to take this. Alaskarov was favored to beat Paolo Costa on DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook, which surprised some people, but it didn't flip with action. So right. we'll see if he can hold serve as a prohibitive minus 455 favorite this weekend against Warley Alves. All right. Featured bout at 205 pounds and 205 pounds, I should say. And man, does it deserve to be featured. Magomed Ankalaev returning for the first time since the draw against Jan Blachowicz back in UFC 282. He is minus 340 here. Taken on Johnny Walker Blue, who is plus 270. Walker's won three in a row. Beat Anthony Smith in front of Ken Flo's eyes and Charlotte back in May. Brian Petru will need a yes. selection here. Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker. Who do you like? I love that. 205 is wide open. And Ankalaev was supposed to be the guy. After his performance in December, Dana was so unhappy. He goes, fuck that. We're going Jamal Hill Glover in Brazil uh, in January, right? And you guys don't deserve it. I was actually, I mean, it wasn't the best fight in the world, but Ankalaev to me proved a little bit in that Jan fight. He got his leg kicked off. He pivoted and won the fight against a tough dude. That shows a lot of heart. That's hard to do when your wheel's down, right? Yeah. So Ankalaev's a guy who I think, um, you know, he needs to have a little more pop, right? He had two dud performances. They gave him that big performance against Tiago Santos, and it was a very lackluster fight. Finished Anthony Smith. Dud against Blahovich. I think he needs to come out here and finish Johnny Walker if he wants to get his name put in with the or excuse me with the Yearies, with the Paheras, with with Jamal Hill when he comes back because he's right there. He, that's his level. You know, I have guys that are training with him in Vegas, or I've trained with him in Vegas, and they say this guy's sparring is lights out. Like he's he's untouchable. He's that good. Needs to translate that to the cage. And Johnny Walker is fucking enormous. This guy needs to go up to heavyweight. I I think he's got a little bit of a chin problem. And I think that doesn't help that he's dehydrating him so much to get to 205 because he is massive and heavyweight's wide open. But Johnny Walker, this is a guy that moved all around. He's married. He stayed in Ireland. This is his team. He's getting more consistent. He's absolutely explosive. And he can land that one hot shot to take Ankaliyev out. So if you want to play Johnny Walker playing by uh, round one KO, other than that, I think Ankaliyev is going to steamroll him here. I think Ankaliyev is going to get a finish. I think he's going to pro- pro- put that exclamation point and say, hey, I'm one of these top four in this division. I want to fight for a title, whoever, however it shakes out. So give me Ankaliyev. Give me three units on him, three extra units on Ankaliyev, and uh, I'm going to play by finish as well, by knockouts. TKO, I think, on the ground is, is what's, what it's telling me. Magomed Ankaliyev, minus 340. So that is a $1,020 bet on Magomed Ankaliyev. Kenny, Johnny Walker's doing a lot of things right. Hard worker, great support system, definitely is on a championship trajectory. His reward may be the guy in the division that is the worst singular matchup for him in Magomed Ankalaev here at UFC 294. I think the betting line is somewhat reflective of that sentiment. Who you have in this featured bout here? Huge eliminator at light heavyweight. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think the big question mark for me is the chin of Johnny Walker um, mm-hmm. and, and the inconsistency. I think that Ankalaev, um has to be the pressure fighter here. He may start off a little tentative, stay on the outside, try to get Johnny Walker a little bit tired, maybe gauge his timing a little bit. But then once he gets in a boxing range, I expect him to kind of bring the heat and catch Johnny Walker, drop him, or even put Johnny Walker on his back with some takedowns. That's another mm-hmm. element of Ankalaev's game that I think he can utilize here. Uh, and get the better of him. So, yeah, I think Ankalaev is primed here uh, to get the win. I, I wanted to put three units on Ankalaev as well. Um, and now you're trying to decide if you still hey, should, right? Hey. Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I mean I you kind of got to go five unis on go both sides and just let it fucking ride. Yeah, yeah, true, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, uh, uh, five. Well, we'll stay. Four. We'll stay. We'll stay with Ankalaev. No bet. No. Uh, no extra no unis. All right. Just one unit on just Magomed Ankalaev. All right, Kenny. I'm going to go right back to you here and lead with you on our middleweight co-main event. Kamzat Shimaev minus two fifty-eight. Kamara Usman is plus two ten. Last appearance for Hamzat Shimaev, of course, against Kevin Holland, all the shakeup at UFC two seventy-nine. Seems as though he has left the welterweight division, welterweight division for good. Kamar Usman may be back at 70. He was angling Kenny for a fight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Promotional appetite was non-existent for that fight, and now he steps up on short notice, filling in for Paolo Costa against Kamzat Shimaev and trying to be the first man to beat him. Your thoughts on what could just be an epic three-round co-main event in Abu Dhabi this weekend? It absolutely can be. I think that the way that he matches up against Shimaev makes it very, very interesting for me, and I'm sure for the UFC, to see what exactly they have in Kamzat Chimaev? I think that um, I don't think we're going to see too much wrestling in this fight. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this look to be largely a striking matchup. Uh, I think that Chimaev will have the advantage on the feet a little bit. I think where Kamaro can win this fight, I think it, it's with his jab, keeping Chimaev on the outside, getting rid of some of those hard combinations that he likes to throw. And it also can prevent Chimaev from moving forward. I also think his other best bet is by making it a grinding fight, taking it the distance and then kind of um, out hustling Chimaev to win rounds. Now, He's coming off short notice. And for me, I just don't have enough confidence for me to go, yeah, Usman wins this. I I love that number. It's very enticing. But for me, I I think that conditioning is a huge part of Usman's game. And him coming in at this stage of the game to win this fight where I think he can utilize it as a weapon, I just don't think it's going to be there enough for him against someone like Chimaev. I also think Chimaev early on is going to be very dangerous. I think he's going to potentially overwhelm Usman with some big shots. I think Usman has a decent chin, but we have seen him rock before, and he's going again against a a guy in Chimaev who hits extremely hard at 170, 185, um, and uh, that just makes me a little bit nervous. So I like Chimaev here um, in, in a straight bet. I just can't wait to attend. I just can't wait to get to Abu Dhabi. Comes at you, my modest 258, Kamar Usman plus 210. Brian yeah. Petrie, we need a selection unless you'd like to uh, to lay off, which I know is not your style. Hey, no. sorry. Can, yeah. can I put two units on? Uh, I'll put two units on Chimaev. Oh, whatever you want. Jam flow, yeah. two unis. Right, two. Yeah. I love All right, it. Brian, what do you have, kid? Um, first off, 
UFC putting this together the way they did. Hats off to everyone involved. Incredible. I like these fights better. I know it's short notice and we don't know what we're going to get with, but I like these better, right? Um, a lot of people, I was getting a little bup, 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 back and forth on Twitter. The guy who goes, no, no, no. Costa's the better fight. I'm like, Costa hasn't beat anybody ranked. He fights once a year. Kamar Usman was number two, three pound for pound fighter in the, in the world was dominating Leon Edwards, head kick knockout, you know what I mean? And then the second fight was fairly close. Usman's a little older, knees are questionable, we get that. Um, but I love that he stepped up here at 185. He's, he was working with Gaethje in the Gaethje-Poirier fight. He's been in Florida, back at Kill Cliff. I know he's working. Um, I love this fight for him. And Chimaev is a guy, man, this guy's got all the juice, right? I mean, he misses weight horribly. They have to reshuffle a card and he got a little bit of heat for it, right? Imagine if Usman or a guy like Aljamain Sterling, they did that, their careers would be over. You know what I mean? The, the backlash of what they would do would be over. Chimaev just has that extra juice to him that people want to see him fight. And I'm one of those people that want to see him fight. It feels like it's been too long, and he's getting a big step up here. Now, Chamayev is 12 and 0. He's going to come out like a bat out of hell. He's got two ways he fights. He comes out aggressive on the gas, throws hands like he did against Mershart and Gilbert Burns, or he comes out and he shoots within like five seconds. I don't think he's shooting here, unless he wants to try to prove something against Usman. He's got like 98% takedown defense. I don't think he's shooting. I think he's coming out fast because Usman's been clipped early. Burns dropped him early, and um, and, and uh, uh, um, Leon Edwards had him a little little shaky in that first because Usman's defense is is good. And like Kenny said, he's got to throw that jab. You got to establish a jab so you can get Chamaya to quit pressuring you, and then eventually you can pressure, make it grimy. Also, I think Usman might have a wrestling advantage on top. Chamayev is a great scrambler. He's heavy on top, but he didn't want to touch the ground with Gilbert Burns, which tells me that he might not be super great off his back. He might not have defenses there. I mean, he might. I mean, he's a, he's a freak, right? And all the lead up, I've been seeing Chamayev do a lot of boxing. He looks big. He looks strong. It's been a lot of bag work, a lot of mitt work. That could mean nothing, but I think we're seeing striking here. Um, and I'm a Usman guy. People always say, oh, he's corny, you know, this and that. I like Usman. I think Usman's great. I think he's a great representative of the sport, and I think he's a fantastic fighter. I'm going Usman here. I still have to see Chamaya prove it to me. I think Chamaya is a, is a freak of a talent, right? I missed the boat on him. I was wrong on him when he came in, when he was fighting the Reese McKees. I'm like, man, this guy's nothing. He's proved it. But I think he needs to prove it more with a guy like Kamar Usman, who used to be, and to me, is on the Mount Rushmore of 170 pounders in, in history. So give me Usman at the plus money, baby. Great job. And I love hearing some of that Kamar Usman love because I do think a lot of people in the public eye – especially professional athletes are misunderstood. But I think that yeah. guy in particular, most of the music that I get to run to, or most of the music on my Apple music mm -hmm. comes from Kamar Usman's Instagram feed. Like, I, I can't tell you how many songs I've gotten from that <laughs> fucking guy. Love it. All right. I'm going to give Brian Petrie a chance to catch his win. And I'm going to lead with Ken Flo on the main event. Islam Akashev minus 250. Alexander Volkanovsky is plus 205. A lot of circumstances, Kenny, surrounding this undisputed UFC lightweight championship fight. Makashev was near 4-1. to one. Now it's minus 250 or so for him. He was training for Charles Oliveira. Instead, he gets Volkanovsky. But he's defending that turf regardless. Your thoughts on the undisputed UFC lightweight championship fight and ultimately who leaves as king? Unbelievable fight. I think that for Volkanovsky, what... 
got me excited about that fight and the potential rematch is the fact that I don't think we ever saw his striking really show up in that fight. I think Mm -hmm. that he focused perhaps too much on his grappling uh, and was so prepared or was trying to be so prepared for the takedowns of Islam Mahashev that he kind of ignored some of the striking. We didn't see kind of fast bursts of combinations, which he should have been throwing. He was kind of looking for one shot. It seemed like he was kind of forcing things a little bit. Um, and I just don't see, I, I, I just don't think we saw the elite striking of Volkanovsky. So for Volkanovsky fans out there, get excited. We may see that. I think that um, he's going to let his hands go that much more. Now, the problem is that at the end of the day, he's still 145 pounds. Now, he's not a big 145 pounds. I think that he can do a good job in getting back to his feet. I think he can do a good job in defending a lot of the submission attempts of Isla Mahashev. Um, but I do think positioning is going to be trouble. Um, I do think that Islam Mahashev striking could be a problem. The shots that Mahashev lands, I think, could potentially do more damage to Volkanovsky uh, just because he is the bigger man. That is the uh, unfortunate reality. And I think the big problem for me picking this fight has been for me to take out the emotional connection I have with seeing the little guy Volkanovsky, who I truly believe is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of putting him aside and going, okay, he is 145 pounds at the end of the day. And if he gets it done, he's got to land massive shots. And it's going to be one after the other. And it gets a huge 55er in Mahashev. It's just tough for me to believe that. Um, I, I, I am a huge Volkanovsky fan. I think he's pushing the game forward with a lot of his tactics and techniques that he uses out there. Um, and man, I will be so damn excited if he wins this fight just because I'm a huge Volkanovsky fan. But I, I think Mahashev just does not make a whole lot of mistakes out there. And I think that for as m- much of the adjustments that Volkanovsky can make, I think Mahashev can certainly make some adjustments on his end as well to maybe make it a cleaner, easier decision for him. And that's the way I see it. I see him getting um, a bit more dominant of a decision here against Volkanovsky, who's again, who's taking this fight on short notice. But man, I hope we get an amazing fight and I'd be pretty happy to see Volkanovsky pull up an upset. But Mahashev is just so damn good. Nicely handled, Ken Flo. He likes Islam Akashev minus 250. Yeah, and let me put some units on that as hey. well. Would I put two or three yeah. on the other? Right, you, three got, you can do three, yep. Yeah, let me let me put the rest of my units on Mahashev. The rest of my units hey. on Islam Makashev, who does not get nearly the credit, at least from the fan base, for his greatness mm-hmm. as Alexander Volkanovsky does. Certainly, Brian, those in the know and those who know talk superlatively about Islam Akashev as one of the all-time greats, right? But you've heard me even say over the last six months, Alexander Volkanovsky might go down as the greatest of all time. I haven't said that about Islam, and I'm not sure why. I thought he beat Volkanovsky 4-1 in the first meeting. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on the rematch coming up here in a few days? I think the only answer to that is maybe the Khabib shadow, right? It's just like you're, he's right after the Khabib. But I agree with that. I think Islam is is awesome. I, th- I thought he won the first fight as well. I thought it was close. I thought the back take round where he had El Volkanovski's back the whole round, that kind of sealed it. That is what I think Volkanovski has to work on here. I think Kenny nailed it. Volkanovski was not ready for sparring or for the striking. I don't know how many rounds he sparred. He clearly did a ton of grappling, ton of get-up work. 
but he was open. He got dropped. He got put to a knee by Islam. And I think Islam needs to do a little bit more of the, more of that. This fight still implement your game, still wrestle because you're a big guy. But I think striking with uh, with Volkanovski, especially on short notice, is going to be a good path to victory because you're so big. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about what happened in when Australia with, you know, because it's a short turnaround time, rehydration-wise, maybe there was or wasn't an IV. Yeah. We're not going to deal with any of that shit here in Abu Dhabi because um, they don't cater to American audience. They're going to have it right, you know, we're midday card, which I love. Um, but Volkanovski, there's just something about him, man, that I just absolutely love. I watched the YouTube video where he kind of announced the fight, and he said, if anybody can do it, it's me. That's why I took the fights coming off an arm surgery, kind of coming off the couch. He said, but if anybody can do it as me and the type of guy on uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is he calls Craig Jones, who runs a very good school out of in Houston, as Kenny knows, amazing jujitsu practice stops what he's do, doing and flies to Australia to get him ready for 10 days. Right. That's the kind of guy Alex Volkanovsky is people willing to help him the quick of a, a drop of a hat yeah. for a guy who's super busy. And obviously Craig Jones is very confident of Volkanovsky. You look at the Yair fight. And that was obviously after the, the Islam fight, Volkanovsky grappling was sharper. He was better on the ground than he has been. He got, he fell in love with his hands a little bit. When he came to the UFC, he grappled a little bit more. I think we're going to have to have a perfect Volkanovsky game plan. And I am a capper, you know, and I get shit all the time for being a little emotional betting with my heart, you know, Chris Curtis and all that. And I hundred percent agree. I do. I'll admit that this is a heart pick. This is, I think this will set the MMA world on fire pick. Give me Alexander Volkanovsky. Wow. here. I think he's going to get it done. And I think he's going to have to really clip and hurt Mashev multiple times, probably going to win by decision. I don't see Islam getting finished, but I think it's going to be close. I think, I think Alex is getting his hand raised and I can't fucking wait, baby. I'm so excited. See, when the Anakin Florin podcast is five days a week, we'll be able to take that soundbite and put it in Monday's show open next week. Yeah. <laughs> if the guy gets it done, right? And then you can look even smarter for all the masses to just great. double down on that. I will say, however, predictively, yeah, I think Alexander Volkanovsky closes below plus 200. So I do believe I plus so. 205 represents some value, at least right now. All right, yeah. at Brian Petrie MMA, Woo. if you want more from the host of the MMA Takes podcast. Outstanding work on the pay-per-view week, brother. We appreciate Thank it. You, and uh, we'll talk to you on the other side, my man. You boys are the best. I'll see you. Have a good week. Brian Petrie with us for the main event challenge every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. I need to fly to Abu Dhabi in order to call UFC 294 Makasha versus Volkanovsky too. So with that, thank you to Brian Petrie. Thank you to our producer, Cody Merrow. Don't forget all of our new designs or at least five or so of them on the merchandise front can all be had right now on the newly launched John you can also access KennyFlorianMartialArts.com and support Argus Integrated Defense. But big stuff this week with our merchandise launch. 20% off all designs through UFC 294 at com. Also, don't forget, Anik Squared NFL Podcast with me and my twin brother on the DraftKings YouTube channel. You can check out Bilal Muhammad and Jason Anik still going strong with their podcast. Remember the show that is on the Anik and Florian Podcast YouTube channel as well. All right, with that. Thank you all for watching, for listening. Tell your friends, you know, tell your parents. Let's fucking just blow this thing the fuck out. For Ken Flom, John Anik, thank you all for supporting the show. We will see you live Saturday night on pay-per-view for UFC 294. We're right back next Monday to recap it all with you. Until then, be healthy, be safe. Yeah.
Every time I start a verse, I break at least three commandments. Kinda like Pluto because I never plan it. I'm outlandish in the way that make the patches look like they own ranches. It's the art of war. Your blood's the only color on the canvas. And I don't mean it like a thug sense of how you can get God. Fuck being gangsta, I'm hip hop. You got it every time you walk in the label. The A&R's like not it. Immune to your shit because I circle, circle, dot, dot it. Body heat is intoxic. We got a beat. I don't got it. Speak opposite. Start to think psychically. Make the speakers speak elitistly. Off the high horse. Make the asses they use. Your DJ must not know the alphabet for getting his cues. My favorite DJ got those in six extra L's to abuse. Esoteric John P and I'm the new kid at school. I'm Raider Ellis. Nice to meet you. Show busting my styles. Egocentric, ego tripping with frequent fly smiles. DJ wants to get in the bird. He gets in the bird. And bird takes the shot. You want to sit it on us? We got commandos on us. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.